This is Prophecy Zone Radio. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world. Where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars. And upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity. The sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts failing them for fear. And for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud. With power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass. Then look up and lift up your heads. For your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days. So you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone. The prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy. So you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to the Prophecy Zone. This is Phil Armstrong. We have an exciting show for y'all lined up. We have the host uh, hostess from the Prophecy Zone Network. Uh, we're going to be having Brendan Johnson, the, uh, uh, the uh, host of the show, as the day approaches. Susan Posio from Prophetic News. And Christina Witt, the author of the book, explained this, a, re- a study of revelations, chronological study of re- revelations. So it's exciting to have these uh, three women on here today. So sit back, relax, and Enjoy the show. I just wanted to um, iterate on some a few things right quick. Um, uh, the book of Ezekiel, 38 and 39, uh, uh, to explain who Gog and Magog is, once you start reading it, uh, Gog is uh, a leader. Also, he's uh, probably a leader in the spiritual realm also. And uh, Magog is the territory and the physical where he comes from. Uh, there's been studies time and time again, and a lot of uh, uh, people, uh, excuse me, theologians and Bible uh, teachers believe it to be Russia. Some people think it's China. Some people think it's a combination of Russia and China. I, I don't believe that. I think China will set out uh, into um, the book of Revelations when they march across the Euphrates River. But it could be a combination. I know this. I believe this that the United States and China will get into it. And um, and it could be cyber attacks, uh, military, of course, and what have you. Now, I did not, I was watching the news, but I, I kind of stopped for about two days. Sometimes you need a rest. And I, I had no idea that uh, the U.N. was uh, hitting uh, Libya. Now, if you read uh, Rev- uh, excuse me, Ezekiel 38 and 39, you notice that uh, Russia will come with a coalition, and the Bible says that Russia comes as a guard to them who they are with. So Libya is one of these countries, explained in uh, Ezekiel 38 and 39, and also Iran. So uh, could the West uh, be coming at the Iran, and uh, maybe this thing might lift up, and later on uh, the West will be a threat towards uh, Libya, Turkey, Iran, who knows? But uh, this is very interesting. We're living in an interesting times. An old proverb from China. 
We're living in very interesting times. Sometimes it sends shivers up your spine. Uh, I, I waited a long time to talk about the Japanese, uh, the, the Japan uh, earthquake, yeah, uh, because sometimes when things happen, you kind of give it a break. Uh, you just don't jump on it and say this is what's happening, God's judgment. I don't, I don't. Uh, in that case, America would have been judged a long time ago. I hate when people say that because uh, I, I don't. You know, I, I don't get me started about that. Uh, we are a decadent nation. Uh, we have forgotten God, and we forget God every day. Uh, we hold God up as a T-shirt. We might as well just put on a T-shirt, just like you wear a Detroit Lions T-shirt. Most people are embarrassed to wear a Detroit Lions T-shirt. I think it's kind of sharp. Uh, the <laughs> people are embarrassed to wear a Jesus shirt. I mean, it's just that bad. And people say, well, you know, well, just because I got this T-shirt on, I'm, I'm I'm pretty closer to God than if I didn't have it on. And then there's people who just ashamed to wear the shirt in the first place. Uh, that's how bad we've gotten. But we're going to uh, take a break, and we're going to come back with our uh, our amazing guest today. So please stay tuned. You're entering the Prophecy Zone, where truth will be reviled. You're entering the zone where truth is more stranger than fiction. You're entering the zone where you'll find that good is evil, blue is red, black is white, truth alive. You're entering the zone where you'll find that every human is in a race for his or her soul. And truth is more stranger than fiction. Wars, the mark of the beast, Israel, the European superstate the rapture of the church and more. Don't be afraid to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. We will be starting a show called Prophecy Zone Planet Earth. And what this show consists of is I'm going to talk about everything in the New World Order. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to get some nasty comments. You're supposed to be a Christian show. You talk about this. I'm not going to be talking about politics. There ain't no one man can save this world. This world's about just about no man, no one man. Do not set us up again with an overgrown height, super, super, super hyped election. This was the most hyped election full of bull crap and hot air I've seen on the face of the earth. You would swear Jesus was getting elected. This guy was just overblown. And what has he done? Actually, he did his job. He did with the Bilderbergers and the and the found Council on Foreign Relations and Trilateral Commission and the Rockefellers and the and the all the other families, uh, the Rockchilds. He's done what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to destroy, make it look like you're trying to do something right, and you're actually in the process of cre- creative destruction. That's what um, homeboy uh, Alan Greenspan called it: creative destruction. Yeah, he's creative, all right. He makes yourself look like you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, but in reality, behind closed doors, you're destroying the very fabric of this nation. So, without further ado, uh, these ladies are doing an excellent job. Uh, I saw. I, I think my problem is I, I kind of stay back too far, and I, I'm gonna start communicating with these ladies more often, so we can build a. Uh, we we need more hosts, and. Um, and it's and I get kind of to a point where I, I I guess I'm a hands off person and I get too hands off, so uh, you know it's, it's good for us to communicate with each other. So starting after the day, I will be 
doing that more often. But um, I'm also I start having these wonderful ladies on my show a lot, a lot more. Um, Brenda Johnson, uh, she has an awesome show. Um, I, I listen to it a lot, uh, and uh, she has a lot of good information. Susan Posio, she will tell you like it is, even when you talk to her on a personal level. <laughs> she's going to tell you how it is. Um, also, uh, Christina Wick, uh, awesome, awesome uh, show that I, I'm pretty much glad to um, be able to have her on the network. I explained this. Um, please get it. Uh, we're going to ask her a little bit later how you can get the book uh, and much more. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to bring one on at a time. Uh, Christine? I am here. Thank you for Hello. the opportunity, Phil. Thank you for coming on the show today. Susan? Yeah. Hey, how you doing? Hey, Phil, yeah, doing all right. Great, great. And Brenda, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Thank you. Thank can you, you very me? much. Yes, ma'am. We can hear you loud and clearly. Uh, let's let's get started. Um, let's just uh, focus in on the church in general. Um, Susan, what is your main concern um, about the church in today's world? What what is your main what, what makes you cringe when you hear it? <laughs> cringe is. Uh how far we've fallen from righteousness. It's like nothing shocking anymore. If we we have preachers accused of homosexuality, child molestation, fraud, uh, adultery, and yet they're still pastoring their churches, they're still drawing crowds. Um, now, that is amazing to me that Twenty years ago, even uh, when when there was a scandal, the people stepped down. They went through a, a period of restoration and repentance, and now um, they're just like in your face. We're going to do what we want, and uh, we can't be stopped. So that's shocking yeah. to me. Also, the financial, how far we've fallen from trusting God, and. Um, how the church has become so selfish and self-centered in their giving, and we, for the most part, no longer give from our heart mm-hmm. and out of love for humans, human beings, yeah. out of compassion. So it's we've fallen very far down, down. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. How about you, Brenda? Same question. Well, the, what I'm concerned about within the church is the lack of uh, Bible knowledge, the lack of uh, actually wanting to read your Bible and know what it's saying. There's so much deception within the church right now. Things are coming in that um, people are uh, believing whatever um, the pastor says or whatever is coming their way that sounds good or catchy. I find a lot of people... Uh, that seem amazed that um, I can actually say the things I say about the Bible. And it's just as simple as reading the Bible and understanding the character of God. Uh, And the more that I talk to people, the more easily I see them uh, being sucked into different um, philosophies, different um, cultish kind of... uh, 
whether that be word of faith or whether that be um, the emergent church or whether that be um, a lot of the uh, side things that are actually not even biblical. So that is where I'm really concerned. I'm concerned about what is happening in this world and that we, especially in the United States, since we're all speaking from the United States, um, that we are not prepared to mm. actually enter into the time that we're going into. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think in this time, in this day that we have to know, it says that, that um, if it were possible, even the elect will be deceived. And I never mm. understood that until I really realized that people don't really know what God says. Mm-hmm. And deception is acting as though uh, you... <clears throat> deception is defined that it sounds right, it sounds good, it sounds, not, you know, uh, biblical, but it is mm-hmm. not. There's just a much, just, just enough not, um, deception in there that um, matters uh, with salvation. Um, yeah, yeah, and the the thing about it is, a, a, it's just not just a lot of uh, poison. It's a little poison. That's all you need. You don't need a lot of poison to get you to kill you physically. Um, <laughs> Chris, I agree with both those ladies wholeheartedly. They both have made a great point. Mm-hmm. I can add to that by saying I can definitely see a lack of knowledge um, of Scripture, mm-hmm. and that goes hand-in-hand hand with the falling away and the love growing cold. Yeah. And I think that's the fault of our pulpit, because yeah. I have this in my own church. God is love, is spoken much more widely. Things are much more accepted as sin, because God won't punish sinners. Um that I fail, that we fail to see that God is also a God that is angered by sin, that is a God of wrath. We don't have a balance in our in our sermons. Everything is good. God is love. Uh, we should love each other. Yes, yes that is half of it. The other half is we need to teach of God's anger against those who do uh, who do go against His will. And we don't teach that enough. We don't teach the book of Revelation as a signal of God's, you would say, wrath upon the earth, but it's also kind of the the judgment that's coming. And and we become too complacent with no judgment. There is no damnation for anybody because God is love. And I think that is a very, very strong delusion that is being taught from our pulpits. Oh, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Well, that was um, that was a good um, first out-the-gate explanation. <laughs> um, where where do you, uh, starting with Susan, uh, actually starting with Chris, let's okay. go ahead and bring the, bring the Word of God back in. I mean, let's, let's really, let's go to Revelation. Um Let's go to the Church of Philadelphia and the Church of uh, Laodicea. Uh, what do you see as far as our, in the 21st century, uh, I know this is kind of going to sound like a stupid question, but what church do you see? Well, the way that I kind of look at the last four churches of Revelation are the four different sets of Christians that we have. 
that's kind of the way that I interpret. It's one of many interpretations. That's just the way that I see it. Mm-hmm. Um, the last four churches uh, kind of wrap up today's Christian. And I yeah. think the biggest, you would say, proportion of Christians lies in the church of Laodicea. They are neither hot nor cold. They sit in church. Um, they mumble through the hymns. I mean, the church that I go to is is a, is a great, I feel it's a Bible-teaching church because obviously I go there, but uh, but there's so much deadness in it. Um, <laughs> a great hymn comes on, and you get people that just sit, and they just, the, 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 there's no passion for God there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can get the drum set going, and there's a few people, too, that would, you know, uh, rise uh, while others sit, and other raise their hand and while they sing, and, and that's great. But most of them, and I'd say 95% of my church, would rather sit down and just let somebody else do the singing while they'll just sit there. However, mm. you see them at a concert the night before at a secular oh, concert, yes. and they're jumping up and down, they're hoarse, they're, their knees hurt because they jump so much. And I'm like, you know, that's the way God wants us to be, just mm. be passionate for him. And yeah. so many times these people sit in church on Sunday and on mm. Monday, nothing's different. And mm. this is where I pe- people, the, the neighbors look at them and say, yeah, look, there's the one that goes to church. <laughs> and uh, yes. that's where I feel that a good proportion of our Christian, and quote, church or our 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 people, Christian people, are are in. It's that church of Laodicea. Yes, Amen, Amen. How about you, Susan? Same question. Well, it, I, I every day I see something new. Uh, we have uh, some news that broke this week that uh, there's a brother on the Internet, and we, we we can expect to see a lot more of this happening. And uh, I think the brother's name is Bill Cook. Mm-hmm. Anyway, he, po- he has a blog, and uh, he posted something that uh, Benny Hinn and Paula White were getting engaged. Hmm. And so, uh, of course, Benny Hinn's divorce was final. And uh, so he was getting, I guess he was getting a lot of hits on his website, and it was a big story. So we know that Benny Hinn reads, looks at the Internet, because he he filed a lawsuit against this brother because uh, it, the story wasn't true. Um, so... The uh, I guess the brother. It's funny how he has money for lawsuits. <laughs> uh, he's finding money for uh, for lawsuits just for the fact that this man said that he was getting engaged. Mm. Now, I mean, that's a real reason to file a lawsuit against somebody. And so then, I guess this brother had to get an attorney and whatever. And he ha- he decided that he was going to apologize because. Whoever his source was, and that's why it's important to always do your fact checking. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't a true story, so oh. then he he had to uh, make a public apology. Which yeah, that's that's right. And mm-hmm. uh, anyway, then Benny Hinn dropped the lawsuit. Hmm. But <laughs> <laughs> so I think that many of us 
we have to be very careful about what we say, mm-hmm. and uh, because these people are listening, we do yeah. have their attention. Yes. Yes, we do have their attention, and uh, I did even hear from uh, a daughter of a well-known evangelist uh, about two weeks ago, who she looked at my YouTube channel and she was quite upset at some of the things I was saying about her father. But uh, anyway, we uh, I think that we have a great opportunity to teach the Word of God and to bring people back, yes, to reading their Bible and to uh, getting away from having pastoritis, uh, which is a disease in the church where... Uh, People go on Sunday. They never crack the Bible open for themselves. You'd be amazed what you what you find in there mm-hmm. uh, that isn't being taught in, in most of the pulpits in this country. Yeah. So, ultimately, all of us are responsible to read the Bible to know what the Word of God says, because the Bible says also that in the end times perilous times shall come, and we see that now. Mm-hmm. Isn't it amazing, Phil, this thing that's happening with Libya? Where did this come from all of a sudden? Oh yeah, it came out of the woodworks. Um and we're gonna get on to we're gonna we're gonna come back to that in a few yeah, seconds. Yeah, because that uh, is interesting. Yeah, to me. definitely gonna come to back to that. All about it. Yeah, we definitely gonna come back to that. Brenda, um, same question, but I I'm gonna throw a uh a, a twist in there. Um I, I want you to go ahead and uh and look at all the studies that you have done in the couple of um uh the last couple of months and just iterate on that same question which church are we uh, let's use the seven churches so what what church do you see most uh, mimicking today's church well i would agree with christine week as far as the laodicean church um <clears throat> where uh, uh i wish you were either uh, one or the other either hot or cold but now that you're lukewarm. And how I see that is because there is two bodies of water in Laodicea in the time of of the church when it did exist. And one was a, a hot spring and one was a cold spring. And in between was this, uh, what we call in Florida, and, and I know that uh, Susan Puthio would know that, brackish, meaning, uh, brackish means salt and, uh, and uh, fresh water, but this would be a warm and cold water. And what... What the angel was saying was either you, I want you either cold or refreshing or hot and healing. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I do see the church uh, uh, and a lot of churches that are not that way. Mm-hmm. I also see it as uh, there is a group of people within the church and, and a group of which we would be included in that is the Philadelphia where, yeah. where it says that I know that you're, you know, I see your deeds, I see you've you know, I've placed an open door before you that no one can shut, and I know that you know you have little strength. Though we haven't experienced that here in the United States, as far as the suffering, I do see that in um, a lot of the Islamic countries, where God is actually doing an amazing thing in some of those those countries, where He's actually sending dreams and visions to people, you know, in Islam, who are actually seeking the truth, and they are coming out of out of uh, Islam into uh, the knowledge of Jesus. And I see that um, what he opens, no one can shut, and what he shuts, no one can open. 
So yes. I, I kind of see both those churches. Yeah, yes, indeed. And, and the most important thing is, like, Philadelphia, um, is that these people, uh, he said that you are weak, but you have kept my word. And uh, the word says for us to love our, the Lord, uh, love God with all our heart, mind, and soul. And the second one is like and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, uh, my pastor's talking about today the top of the pyramid. Who's if you use a pyramid and at the tip of the pyramid is what you put first in your life, and 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 then there are different layers going down. What's on? What's on? You know the old saying: Who's on first? Who's on second? Well, who's who's at the top of your pyramid? And um, the Laodicean church seemed to have other um, needs. They put money first. The money is important in our society, but it's not. Um, the main thing. Um, so uh, let's go on. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to be right back. You're entering the prophecy zone where truth will be reviled. You're entering the zone where truth is more stranger than fiction. You're entering the zone where you'll find that good is evil, blue is red, black is white, and truth alive. You're entering the zone where you'll find that every human is in a race of his or her soul, and truth is more stranger than fiction. Wars. The mark of the beast, Israel, the European superstate, the rapture of the church, and more. Don't be afraid to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Hey, I hit the wrong button on there. My son was at the door. I apologize. I was supposed to hit another button. Uh, I'm sorry about that. But actually, we're back quicker. Uh, that was That was called the panic button. It's just like, wow, man, because his friends knocked on the door earlier, and they were knocking like they lived here. And if you live here, you shouldn't be knocking like that. So getting back to where we were, I apologize for that, ladies and audience. Uh, okay, so um, the let's just jump the gun and just go into the book of Ezekiel 38, 39. Let's go to the future. Let's go to uh, stay in the church. Let's. Let's just talk, whatever the God brings up, whatever the Holy Spirit leads us, let's just do that. Um, so the prophecy seems to be fulfilling all the time, every day. Um, the birth pains, I uh, have no idea what, what what cycle the lady's on. Everybody, all of y'all probably had babies. I haven't, so you know, obviously I haven't had a kid. So, <laughs> but... Where are we? I mean, uh, truly, where are we? What what part of the uh, is she ready to be taken to the hospital? Is she just you know just having pains? But you know, tomorrow they'll be gone. I mean, where are we on God's scale? Where are we on God's time clock? Um, what's going on? I mean, first we got Egypt going down, then we got Libya. And then we got Iran being toy with. Then we got Turkey a couple of months ago. And then we got the Palestinians getting uh, going into uprise. Uh, ladies, let's just start with um, Susan, and then we're, we work from there. Well, what do you see going on? I mean, what, what's what, I mean, what's happening here? I mean, it's, it's crazy. Well, take us to what where, where we need to go. So tell us what's going on. I mean, in the Middle East, in your in your um, view. Who is that directed to, Phil? You, Susan. Okay. 
All right. I was just putting my little bird to sleep. Oh. Um, <laughs> I didn't wake her up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it's it's kind of hard to figure out because I was thinking about it today. Now, what does this all mean? Why all of a sudden are they going after Gaddafi? Because he was our enemy back, I think, in what was it, the 80s or the 90s? Yeah. He was, he was our big enemy. Yeah. And then it was quiet for a while. And then all of a sudden, well, the, thought, the thing that I thought about today, because they were saying, well, he's he's killing his own people, so we have to step in. And I'm like, well, we kill our own people over here. <laughs> uh, babies. So uh, does anybody step in? Like, who comes to our country and bombs us, you know? Yeah. Uh, I thought it was very strange. Uh, so uh, I'm wondering, what is really going on? It kind of took the focus off of Japan yeah. and the terrible devastation, the suffering of the people of Japan, and then all of a sudden there's this war that we're involved in in Libya. So uh, I'm trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Uh, maybe Christine, she's the yeah. expert in the Book and of Revelation. A, I would like exactly, to hear her. Yeah, comment. that's what I was, exactly what, uh, where we were going with this. How about you, Chris? Actually, Susan's got an excellent point there. What is going on? <laughs> I put that up on my Facebook page. I say, hey, anybody got any ideas here? We already had an enemy with Gaddafi. So does yeah. Israel. So what's the point now of God kind of allowing this to continue to move on? And I think we're going to do hindsight 2020 on a very short amount of time that says, aha, this is the reason why Libya was involved. I believe Libya, or Gaddafi himself, will probably go on the edge of chemical weapon warfare. Um, don't know if this wakens up some other places around the world to start using this against Europe. Um, notice how the United States kind of backed off a little bit and getting directly involved in the bombing. The French, who would have thought the French would have been the first people to do this? Yeah, I mean, this is just un to me, it's just like, wow, what's going on here? And I think this we're just going to look back in a short amount of time, and we're going to see God's reasonings for pulling Libya up in the forefront like this. Another thing that I see that we've got to really pay attention here also to is the Psalm 83. Um, many people feel, and I'm kind of leaning towards this way, Psalm 83 needs to be fulfilled first before Ezekiel 38 comes into play. Mm-hmm. And I touched on this with my book on Ezekiel's War. That was my first chapter, because if you notice, a couple of uh, times, in fact, I think it's mentioned three times in Ezekiel 38 and 39, that Israel is at peace mm-hmm. without protection. Now, that is in no way the situation in Israel right now. They're still getting bombarded from bombs from Gaza. Mm-hmm. So there is no way that Ezekiel's war can happen tomorrow. But yeah. Psalm 83 comes into play here because all the nations sur- surrounding Israel are taken out. And I maybe, and this is a maybe, maybe God's using Libya as kind of taking the focus away from Israel for a while. 
mm-hmm. and letting Israel build things up because if Gaza keeps lopping these bombs over into Israel, Israel's going to have enough with the Palestinians and just going to take them all out. And yeah. according to Psalm 83, now this one I've heard a number of different interpretations of this, but if you notice, the subjects mentioned in Psalm 83, the neighbors of Israel, are not necessarily mentioned in Ezekiel 38. Yeah. And there could be a reason for that, is Israel is already going to be occupying those nations around her. They will already have overcome them. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And, and I think and another thing that just amazes me, too, is the Islamic nations are going against Libya. And yeah. Libya is an Islamic nation. Yeah. I'm like, mm. whoa. Now, that to me was like, boy, this is this is real strange here. Yeah. So there, yeah. there's a reason for it. And I, I think we're going to see it pan out later. Uh, it's yeah. definitely going to pan out later. Yeah, uh, I have no idea... Uh, what we are. I used to make predictions, but I, I'm having more fun just sitting back watching it than I am trying to predict what's going to happen. This is not what I'm trying. Uh, I'm out of that business, but it's fun. It's not so fun to realize that World War Three can start yeah. at any time. It's not yeah. so fun to realize that Japan has just lost thousands of people. It's not so fun to to realize that hey, the United States can go broke at any time. It's not no. fun. I mean. You got Bible prophecy people out there who are teaching Bible prophecy or, you know, consider themselves watchmen on the wall. If it does not sorrow your heart, if it does not make you like, wow, this is this is crazy. Uh, we got preachers that are practicing homosexuals. I mean, we got uh, husbands cheating on their wives. Of course, this has been happening through history. <laughs> we got... I mean, we got kids that just worshiping Satan, uh, some of them on purpose, and then we 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 sit here and we and we we're watchmen and watching women. I don't know if it has that in the Bible. <laughs> we're watching it on the wall. So our job is to be. I mean, it's to, it's to get the word out, but not in being happy. Uh, there's people out there who actually. Oh, did you see the earthquake? That must be the act of God. He just destroyed all of it. I say you might want to watch what you're saying because it's coming here, and yeah. you might be the first one tipped off into the ocean. So just watch what you got. Yeah. Brenda, let, let's continue on, um, and I want to get your take on what the heck is going on. I mean, I I, I, I know this might not be your expertise, but uh, I'm pretty – you're a brilliant woman, and I and – I, I appreciate your show. Please tell me, what do you think is going on here in the Middle East? <laughs> What's going on? Are you, you're asking me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I find this quite interesting. I actually um, have been told that, you know, if you, ha- if you want to write a chart about the last days and make sure that you use cheap paper so you can rip it up, so um, <laughs> and it won't cost so much. <laughs> but um, though it might not seem my expertise as far as revelation, it's, it's just because I haven't got that far yet yeah, on yeah. some of my shows. So um, uh. <clears throat> what I see in the Middle East or in Libya is actually part of what I, I, you're making me jump the gun. I'm telling you. Uh, and some of the shows that I'm about to do as far as the uh, Islamic Jihad. And uh-huh. um, <clears throat> this is part of that. 
this is part of what is happening. Yes, what yes. they feel about Gaddafi is yeah. that Gaddafi is not um, is not uh, fully committed to the the uh, coming of the uh, the Mahdi. Mahdi, yeah. The, okay. Yeah, the the Al Mahdi that uh, Iran and all the Muslim Brotherhood and all those that has happened in. Egypt. It's connected with Egypt. This is why the, the the Muslim countries are going against this, because what they're trying to produce out of these countries is a caliphate, and Gaddafi is not one who is willing to actually bring that forth. He's hmm. a dictator. Yeah. And so they're so that's why the Islamic countries are being quiet about this, is because they want him out, so that they can bring in this uh, general uh, reign of the caliphate and put in somebody they would rather have instead that mm-hmm. is more in tune to that. So mm-hmm. this is why you know it's, it's quite interesting. I am, just like everybody else, sitting back and watching and seeing what happens here. And though it is our enemy, the, who's going to be put in place is still going to be our enemy. It's probably going to be a greater enemy. Than, yeah. Uh, in my opinion, than yeah. Gaddafi himself. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I just think, yeah, I just think this is actually exciting. I mean, I've been studying Revelation since I was a teenager, so you know, uh-huh. this has been a long time. And I, you know, I remember back then saying, you know, I feel like I'm probably going to be an elder in that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about the time in which it should come, I don't know what it was about it when I was when I was uh, young studying this, and uh, didn't know what it meant. But just as uh, Mary kind of took everything and, and, and observed and kind of kind of watched and to see what was happening, I'm still doing that. But I am amazed to see the time in which we live, to see all that is happening. And I really strongly believe something has, that these last days has, has to do with um, the, uh, the struggle between Israel and Ishmael. Yeah. It, 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 you know, that, that showdown, the final showdown of Ishmael and Israel fighting for dominance and how... Yeah. Just like the parallel of us Christians and, and, and you know, God and Satan. And, you know, there's just something about that. So, yeah, Libya, yes, let's watch. Let's watch and see. Yes, indeed. I, uh, I, I will give you all my quick take on this, and then um, we, we'll go ahead and go down the line. Um, first of all, I wanted to say that the church movement, Plus everything else is leaning towards. Plus what's going on in the Middle East, these revolutions and any other type of religion, it's all heading towards the one road, which is the revealing of the Antichrist. Because the Bible says many Antichrists shall come. And uh, when somebody says like Nostradamus, there are three Antichrists. No, there are millions and gazillions of Antichrists. Okay, but um. Everything's headed in the same direction. Even Cruffalo Dollar saying, I'm going to go and oozy up my whole church because they're not paying tithing to a uh, uh, purpose-driven church. Or the shack talking about uh, God was a big, fat black woman walking around or whatever. And uh, plus, I can throw in some UFO stories, too. All these things are heading into one direction, which is the revealing of the Antichrist. First of all, let's talk about this character. 
uh, the Antichrist right quick. Um, let's. Uh, I, I'm gonna give you my quick take. I think he comes from Syria, um, and and I and I think uh, I believe that he will be a politician. Uh, however, I um, thought Juan Carlos was the Antichrist at one point. I never thought Ronald Reagan was because I was too young. I didn't think Elvis Presley was because he can't dance. Well, he can dance, and I don't think the Antichrist is going to be. He might be riding a horse, though. But um, my point is is that many people have gotten it wrong. People say Obama's the Antichrist, and <laughs> whoever else comes along is the Antichrist. Uh, the Antichrist rides the white horse in Revelation. He has a bow with no arrow. Um, so that means he has the possibility of going to war, the threat of going to war, the, the threat of blowing your house up, but he doesn't do it. He's more of a diplomatic type person. Um, so my take is that I believe he's a politician, a pretty boy, good-looking guy, really stout, really tall, good and handsome guy. He's the total package. The globalists like him. The Bilderbergers like him. The Illuminati like him. Uh, and Cruffalo Dollar like him. Uh, <laughs> all, everybody likes him. Um, so I think he's going to be the Mahdi, a good-looking king um, from the Middle East, a Middle Eastern king. Um, so my question is, and I, I don't care if y'all disagree, because next week I might think somebody else is the Antichrist. So it's no big deal to me. I'm looking for Jesus Christ anyway. But part of the show hey. is, who is the Antichrist? Uh, let's start with Brenda. Who is the Antichrist? That is yeah. a very interesting question. Um, for me to speculate who exactly it is. Um, <laughs> exactly. I like is, that word. Is just <laughs> like what you're saying is to speculate. Um and I don't think I ever have uh, looked at anybody particularly. Not, in, not, person, not person, but in position. Who is this guy? Is he, is, he, is he from the Middle East? Is he from Europe? Is he is he what position? To, he has to be from either. Well, you know, if, if the Jews are going to accept him, he has to be from the Middle East. I'm I'm a little baffled by who it would be because the Jews have to accept him as his Messiah, yeah. as, as yeah. their Messiah, and they yeah. will not accept anybody but a Jew. Yeah. I I have an uncle who actually has uh, predicted. I'm not, you know, I don't know if I believe it or not, but he did a lot of study on um, the Ethiopian Jews, uh, uh-huh. the tribe of Dan, which uh-huh. is in uh, Ethiopia. And he thinks that it might come from there. I don't know. Uh, Because uh, because, uh, there is something in the scriptures about the child of Dan. But Mm -hmm. I don't know. You know, all the things that that you study and the things that happen in the world, I actually think uh, what is happening now is actually preparing whoever this is going to be to to rise and come. And that is uh, the combination both uh, the jihad and also the emerging and the the worldwide globalization of Mm -hmm. actually setting the stage for this particular um, uh, person. I've also (laughs) studied that, that, uh, you know, the... New Age actually says, you know, that uh, he's actually here and now there's a star in the sky that is actually proclaiming his uh, arrival, that he has appeared to people in Islam, actually the the more mystical side of Islam. Also, it has, they have appeared, he has appeared to 
many of the people in the in New Age movement. You know, there's there's these sightings that are happening right now all over the place. So where and he looked actually, if you look at some of the videos or whatever, he looks more like Indian or Middle Eastern or whatever. Yeah. But who knows? I don't. Yeah. I can't. I can't speculate. But yeah. I do think it's either going to come from the Middle East area or or in uh, Europe, yeah. Uh, yeah. African. That that's that's that place in the globe. Yeah, this um, fascination with um, the Antichrist is. is it's uh, I kind of stood away from it for a long time, and I, uh, it, it's it's more or less every politician that comes down the line. Obama's supposed to be the antichrist. Next thing you know, next year some new politician comes on the scene. He's supposed to be the antichrist, so forth and so on. But um, I, I really, like, uh, like I said, I don't want to know who he is really until I get up into heaven. It seems uh, like though there is a commonality between all these different religions and what they're expecting the Antichrist to be like. Yeah. He's supposed to be the one who saves the world from chaos, the one who, who heals and brings a social justice, who brings, you know, so a lot of the different religions are actually uh, proclaiming the last Messiah to actually have the same characteristics. It's kind of yeah. interesting. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that is interesting. All right. Uh, Chris? Oh, you've hit one of the subjects that I'm extremely passionate about. I know this is going to come a time here soon where um, I am going to become more and more passionate. I've kind of uh, started the ball rolling in my hometown here a little bit. I've already been, uh, oh, it's amazing. I've been putting up a few of the advertisements um, about this just to kind of give people a heads up. I believe I do know the position of the Antichrist. I don't know the person such as like John Smith the Third. No, that I do not know. We will know him when he signs that treaty with Israel. But I, I do see uh, the coming of this as the position. So let me kind of set the stage a little bit here. And right now it's happening with these Islamic nations taking and this whole thing. Um, I think it was Susan or was it? I think it was Brenda. Brenda had mentioned this idea of uh, Gaddafi being taken out because he is not along that same Islamic Messiah line or the Al Hamahadi. And she made an excellent point. I guess I never thought of that. And that would make sense as to why the other Islamic nations want to take him out. So, if we have this coming up in line here where we see the rise of Islam more and more, and that is no, I mean, there is no guessing on that, that you can see that happening, and the nations um, overthrowing their governments who are um, Mm pro-Western, starting to more and more go towards the totally Islamic way, that Mm -hmm. I believe is your setup for Ezekiel's war. Look Mm -hmm. at the end game of Ezekiel's war. Israel gets attacked by Islamic nations. Mm-hmm. And in the end, God rises up and mm-hmm. protects the nation of Israel. So the mm-hmm. God of the Zionists is the one who gets the glory. In mm-hmm. fact, it's mentioned three times in chapter 39, no mm-hmm. more will my name be profane. I will get all the glory. They will know that I am the God of Israel. And what is that going to look like to a, to a Muslim um, who is watching this going, oh, wow, it wasn't Allah after all. It was Jehovah. Hmm. 
And that's going to, this is where I think it sets the scene. Now, you can go ahead, and a lot of people have criticized me for this, but that's okay. I think time will tell if we're right. But if you put the clues together from Daniel and from Revelation, we see the rise of someone out of the Roman Empire. Mm-hmm. I see the rise of Christianity coming versus Islam due to the result of Ezekiel's war. If the Antichrist comes along and signs that treaty with Israel, now that we see Islam has been downgraded, I think we're going to see that person signing the treaty being from a Christian entity. Hmm. I believe it to be a pope. Hmm. And I'll tell you why. There's a number of clues in Revelation that point this way. First of all, it's the woman that sits on seven hills. She's the Mm -hmm. one that rides on the back of him. So those two are a pair the Catholic Church, and the Antichrist. Another thing to consider is if the Antichrist would be Islamic, it would be very difficult for most Christians to follow that way. Mm-hmm. They're going to see automatically, oh, this is, this is uh-uh. no, this ain't good. I, I am not going to follow someone like that. Mm-hmm. The devil's goal in all of this is not to fool the unbeliever. That's already happened. His goal is not to fool the Islam or to fool the believers of Islam because he's already done that. His main goal is to fool the Christians, protect yeah. them believers off guard. Yeah. And if the Antichrist needs to counterfeit himself so closely to God, which obviously Revelation states this, to in order to fool the Christians, why not become like a Christian adopt miracles that he'll be able to produce signs and wonders from heaven, and follow all that with a Christian entity, why not see the rise of another pope that will have the answers to everything, will be very charismatic, be very, who knows? I mean, we're going to see possibly a new pope coming, and look at here, Pope Benedict is not all that young anymore. Things are shaping up almost in perfect timing here. Of course, with God, it is perfect timing, where when Pope Benedict passes away, do we see the rise of somebody new on the on the horizon here who will captivate all people? And he will be the one that sides with the Jews yeah. and turns the heart of the Jews towards him. I don't know. Maybe Islam will be part of the false prophet to help that. I don't know. That that one is kind of in the dark. But you know that would be funny. That would be weird if everybody goes chasing after politicians and uh, trying to figure out who the Antichrist is. And that'd be that'd be weird if if the Antichrist is actually a pope and the false prophet is from is one of those dudes. Uh, what did they call those guys that uh, that's in charge of? Um, Iran. I forgot the the head name of it, but uh, Atola or something like that. Uh, I have no idea. Um, but well, it's, it's inter- amazing, Phil. If it, I think uh, I don't know my two people here, Brenda or Susan. I believe it's it's uh, Brenda had made the comment that many religions here all have that same end time prophetic thing of a rise of a man. Mm-hmm. Islam has that exact same thing. They have the rise of the Mahdi that signs a treaty with Israel and breaks it. Glenn Beck went through this on one of his shows about a week and a half ago, and it was amazing. They actually, Islam actually believes um, from, I think it's the Hadid, I think that's the Islamic text, Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that they do have also a mark. Mm. That they are yes, they they're exactly the opposite. Am I right there? Is it, is yes, it Brenda that knows this? <laughs> yes, they do have a mark. Yeah, and, and they're actually, supposed to take the mark. Yes, they they do, and they and it and it's actually when you read when you re- see the 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 Quran and the Hadith that you're talking about, uh, a lot of those uh, uh, Quranic uh, Islamic scriptures, they actually go coinciding with Revelation Daniel as the opposite as the Antichrist, but they're praising it as a yeah. It, it's amazing how they're almost similar opposites. It's, hmm. And and it's like we're told not to take the mark. The Islams are told to take, to the, take the mark. Are told oh. to take the mark. Yes. I yeah. mean, it was like, whoa! This is like, wow! <laughs> Total opposite yeah. of each other, but yet the same belief coming from two different sides. Isn't that interesting? Wow! And uh, one thing uh, I want to bring up what Brenda said earlier is I am captivated on and mixed up about um, how in the heck does the Jewish people accept this this man? And um, to say one thing you know, is... I can, um, I can give you a hint. I can give yeah, you go a hint. for it. Please. <clears throat> because one of the beliefs in, in you know, he's not going to accept, the, the Jews are not going to accept uh, in, in Middle Eastern or, you know, Islam, but they do believe that Jesus actually will assist the Al-Hambadi when he comes. He will hmm. he will actually bow down to him. And oh. And so Jesus is actually was Jewish. So, you know, if Jesus is oh. there with him. So it, and I don't that's know why I that think the gonna, false prophet comes in. Correct. Hmm. And so we'll have to see how that works and how the Jews will accept it somehow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Susan. I don't know how it all works together, but it, it yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing. Susan, what do you have anything to iterate on this? Well, I'm enjoying the conversation, I must say. <laughs> very, very interesting. Um, yeah. I, I I do agree that it, it, it could be a pope. It really yeah. could be a pope because uh, when you think of it, there's over, a, I think, a billion people on this planet that are Catholics. Yeah. And they've gone as far as convincing educated people that when they eat a wafer, they are eating Jesus. Mm-hmm. So they have been very effective in their brainwashing and um, the uh, occult techniques that they use. So, yes, it could definitely be a pope. And yeah. uh, also, it, it could be an American Mm-hmm. I think that uh, when I was thinking about it while you were talking, I was thinking, and it, this is just a thought of mine, that for the most part, American uh, evangelists, American politicians are very popular in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are drawn to uh, American personalities. Mm-hmm. So it, it could... It could be an American. Uh, yeah. I've never heard anyone really uh, give me any scripture to back it up. It would be interesting uh, yeah. you know, if there's something there. But uh, it, it could be someone, look at John F. Kennedy, how mm-hmm. uh, charismatic he was, how he won yeah. over 
the affections of people worldwide. Yeah. So, um, but the idea of the false prophet being from Islam, now that that's interesting. Oh, yeah. I, I think I, I think that uh, you know I like to spend more time studying. This is an area that I haven't spent a lot of time studying, uh, but it's very very interesting. But I just wanted to uh, let you know that stealth bombers were actually sent from the United States to hmm. to Libya, and yeah. they did drop bombs. Yeah, uh, they flew from this country and they flew over there, and their mission was to drop bombs in Libya, and yeah. they did that. Yeah, uh, the uh, Ezekiel War. Uh, just a yes or no um, answer be great. Uh, the Ezekiel the Ezekiel War is it a uh, platform for the rise of the Antichrist? Uh, we start with just a yes or no answer, uh, Chris. Absolutely. Yes. Susan? Yes. Brenda? Brenda, you still there? I'm sorry. I had you on mute and I didn't realize I was answering the question and you weren't listening. So, no, I was talking, but I was on mute. Um, Yes or no? Uh, are you talking about Ezekiel 38? Is that what we're yeah, talking about? is it is it before the tribulation period begins? Is it the rise of the Antichrist? Is it his platform, his stage? Possibly. I'm okay. not sure exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, the beautiful thing about this whole thing is it's probably going to turn out the way most of us did not think it was going to turn out. Um, 9-11. Uh, it's ten years past nine eleven, um, and, and I and I I am a person who believes that uh, uh, time puts people to sleep, uh, and nine um, eleven happened ten years ago. I was just thinking about that. I said, "Wow!" I was watching a movie uh, uh, online and uh, watching on YouTube on my projector, and I was like. Uh, thinking about 9/11, it's a movie about 9/11. The families, their response to 9/11, uh, and this thing happened ten years ago, uh, and time just flies. Um, so uh, this is going to be off the wall question. Um, do you believe? Do y'all believe? Uh, let's start with Susan. Do y'all believe that there is going to be a terrorist attack in our future, I'm not saying near, but in our future, uh, that will involve suitcase nukes? And I'll, and then I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I'm asking this question uh, after we're all done. Uh, starting with Susan, do you believe that? And tell me why, you if, if you do believe it or if you don't believe it, tell me why. Oh, I... I I don't yeah. believe it. Okay. And uh, I just don't see it happening yet. No. Okay. I don't see it happening. Okay. How about you, Sue, uh, Chris? Well, I'm going to agree with her. I don't see it either, and I'll tell you why. 9-11 served a purpose, and it was basically, I think, two purposes. Number one, it gave us an aware awareness of what Islam was. 
mm-hmm. don't think we had a clue what the other side of the world was worshiping or how they were worshiping, but it definitely brought to everybody's fore, uh, to their their thinking exactly what Islam was all about. And look at the attempts that have been made. Hundred, I don't know if there's hundreds, but I'd say definitely we could name 12 of them. I mean, you know, we have Christmas bomber, we have this bomber, we have that bomber, and they've all been foiled. And I believe that's God's hand. Yes. They've all been foiled for maybe a reason to make us complacent. Could be one. But also, that's not God's intention. He doesn't want everybody all mad at the Islamic religion. He wants to see the Islamic religion grow more and more so that his glory is in that Ezekiel 30 war, Ezekiel's war end. You see where I got to that a little earlier. Mm-hmm. Where God gets the glory from the Zionist based on all the Islamic hype that goes up against Israel. So I believe we're going to see more and more the rise of Islam. And if we see suitcase bombers, we're going to see you know Islam, Islam get knocked a little bit more and more by the Western nations. But instead, we're seeing the opposite right now. We're yeah. seeing a mosque being built on the 911 site. Yeah. So we're seeing the opposite being into effect because things like the New York bomber and the Christmas bomber all were foiled. And mm-hmm. it's making us complacent against this rise of a religion that needs to happen in order for Ezekiel's war to take place. Yeah. Second okay. hand, 9-11 was for a reason. Um, and I can see the reason now. We have Iran now nuclear because of 9/11. 9/11 was the one reason why George Bush went against Iraq. It was, I mean, and it's like you think of it, Saudi Arabia should have been the one who was attacked because they were the ones that came 19 bombers yeah, out of Saudi yeah. Arabia. Yeah. We didn't even go after them. Even, what is it, that prince from Saudi Arabia tried to bring a check to Giuliani. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Giuliani, you know, and the prince kind of made a little comment about, you know, yeah, the United States kind of deserved this. Uh And Giuliani says, hey, we don't want your check. You can take it back, (laughs) you know. But we didn't bomb Saudi Arabia. We bombed Iraq. Yeah. And, of course, there's a number of issues. There was a weapons of mass destruction. That was the big excuse, which maybe they did have. Syria's probably got them now. But mm-hmm. in the other, but the end of that, Saddam was taken out. Now, mm-hmm. Saddam was the enemy of Iran. Mm-hmm. Iraq and Iran had just finished that war of Iraq and Iran war, where Iraq came out to be the victor. Mm-hmm. Iraq was the watchdog for Iran. Iran could have never gone nuclear with Saddam in in power. He would have never allowed it. We took out Saddam. We took out the watchdog for Iran. And now we have a problem with the nuclear Iran, which is Israel's big, big problem. And that's the purpose, I see, of 9-11. Yes, yes. How about you, Brenda, about uh, suitcase nukes? Uh, well, um, I, I did this for a purpose. Go ahead. I I would say that uh, as far as suitcase nukes, I don't know how, but I do believe that there are sleeper cells of Islamic uh, terrorists here in the United States. I believe they're just waiting for their opportunity to come forth. But I think that they're actually uh, using the democracy of our country to overcome uh, to work the beginnings of jihad, uh, which they call the peaceful side of jihad, is to use the um, 
persuasion and the dem democratic uh, system to overthrow the country. So we're actually allowing them to do do pretty good at that. So they don't need to rise up yet. But yeah. I, I I believe and I see, uh, you know, in all this my study is is that there are many, many, many sleeper cells here in the United States that if they were given the, the, the call to go forward to do, whether it be a suitcase, nuclear bomb, or whatever, uh, that they will do it. Uh, yeah. They were able to do it with 9-11, uh, and they were able to do carry it out specifically. And, and those who I, I'm calling, I call them my last show, the Prophets of Islam, these are the prophet the prophets of Islam against Islam is are those who have been part of the Islamic countries and have come over to the United States and they're saying, Wait a minute, they're here. They're all here. You guys yeah. need the warning call is out. So, um I do agree with uh, Christine Week in that God needs to get the glory you know, for Ezekiel and about Iran being the nuclear and how how Sodom Hussein was taken out. I love the idea that he, they were the, uh, the watchdog there to keep Iran uh, kind of subsided. And now there is no reason for Iran to, to you know, subside there. Actually, go a nuclear, full force. And Iran is actually a big threat to not only Israel, but it is to the world, I believe. Yeah, the, the reason why I asked y'all that question is because uh, I'm glad y'all did well. Actually, I still wish it was so, but I'm glad y'all did not say that God's hand was on America because I would have puked. Mm -hmm. uh, I love my country, and I don't want anything to happen to anybody, but uh, just watching television shows. I mean, sometimes I take a time. I, I watch The King of Queens, and I think that's one of my only addictions that is left, and I have to be freed from that bondage. So please pray for me tonight, ladies. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, the, the, I was gonna. I, I want to ask y'all, where is America in Bible prophecy? And let me explain why I connected those two together, the neutron bonds. Because I didn't. I, I'm glad you guys didn't say that the hand of God was on America. Because I, I can't. I, I. I. Me and my wife, at least me. Um, I lived. I lived here for almost five years. Well, five years. Oh, almost over five. And um, I, I married my wife, and I moved here. And I would say only one person invited me to um, church. Other than that, me and my wife drive to churches. You know, we checked out a few churches, and uh, no one's ever came up to me and said, how would you? Or nobody's asked me when I'm walking in the store, if you'd have died tonight, what would happen? You know, I mean, uh, if this is a Christian nation, I, 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 I it, it makes me barf. The people who even call this a Christian nation anymore, and it's sad for me to say, and it's not like I'm happy to say it. I'm not happy. I'm not. Uh, trust me. I, I even slip and fall sometimes because I'm battling the, you know, battling with, you know, everybody else is asleep. Why not just sleep with them? I mean, and I don't do it on, you know, I don't, my life's not my lifestyle. But I'm saying, sometime in the back of your mind, you get caught up with. I'm not like American Idol. I like football. But you get caught up with with the the, the the life, and 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 but I I do I do really feel I haven't sought the tears yet, but I really feel bad for my nation, um, and that's this is this this question is really dear to me. 
where is America in Bible prophecy? We start with uh, Miss um, Johnson, and then we'll go from there. Where is America in Bible prophecy? Uh, <clears throat> I see America as uh, having a lack of influence in the world at that point in, in Bible prophecy. I think everything in Bible prophecy is focused on Israel and the surrounding countries that influence Israel. I am not sure exactly what our role will be, if, it, if any role. Um, at first, when I was uh, quite young and in, in, in first studying it, I thought America was going to be nuked off the earth, but um, in that you know the third of the world, you know. But I don't really see that today. I see that more of a lack of influence, and we can see that for what has happened exactly in our time in our day. That um, especially with the President Obama, that he is actually making us uh, less influential in the world. So. Uh, yeah. That's that's how I I kind of perceive that we will not have the influence and the and power. So um, that's actually my take. I'm not quite sure what what our role will be in the in in, in the end times. Yeah. I'm so focused on Israel and what is happening with them, and I know that the country that actually uh, divides and curses Israel will be cursed, yeah. and we are have been doing that. For quite a while now, we have been actually uh, uh, by our actions as the states is cursing have been cursing Israel. So yes. we have been paying the price, I believe, of that. So yes, yes indeed, yes indeed. How about you, Chris? Okay, my answer is going to be a bit lengthy here. I've got my book <laughs> open to the exact discussion here. This is something that I felt God laid on my heart. I have really not read my explanation of Revelation chapter 8. This is the sounding of the trumpets. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's Revelation 8 verse 7 where it says, A third of the trees are burned up, a third of the earth is burned up, and a third of the green grass was burned up. (laughs) And I kind of went, well, that's that's a pretty good-sized chunk of the earth here. Mm -hmm. And get a globe out or a map and put it up in front of you. Um, and and start taking out sections of the world that you would say would escape this plague. You know Israel and all the Middle East will need to escape it because that part is in biblical prophecy. And you know that the Battle of Armageddon takes place in Israel, so that's the end game. So we know Israel and that area around it is going to be protected from this. China cannot be affected because that's where that 200 million man army comes from. These are the ma- the armies from the east. Mm-hmm. So you could say that the Asian countries then would be eliminated. Mm-hmm. That kind of, well, then we, of course, I believe that the Antichrist in the city of Babylon is actually situated in Italy. So I kind of believe that the Italy and the European countries are also safe from this air- from this area being burned up. Mm-hmm. Now that's going to leave you the continent of Africa, North America and South America. Mm-hmm. Africa is mainly composed of great deserts. It is not an area of green grass and green trees and so on. Yeah. So he could say, okay, that could be eliminated then also. What What is that going to leave us? Well, that's going to leave you North America. Mm-hmm. Okay, Canada is covered with your dense forest. It's covered with farmed agriculture in, you know, grasslands and, and grass plains. Um, United States is known to be the breadbasket of the world, okay? Yeah. Because we're, of course, made up of the same type of ideas. 
Yeah. Now, kind of link this also with the black horse that comes out to bring famine. Yeah. If the breadbasket of the world is burnt up, mm-hmm. that does bring about the plague of the black horse. Oh. You take out the breadbasket, you're now going to raise the price of a loaf of bread. Yeah. Now, here's where the strong argument comes in, and this is right in our news right now. The ring of fire. You know that that takes place, uh, you know, everybody's familiar with the ring of fire right now. It starts in Alaska, Aleutian Islands, goes all the way south along North America coastline, uh, right where you are, Phil, uh, <laughs> right along there, and then uh, towards South America, and then up and around again. That part of Alaska, North America, and the coastline of South America, that's all part of the Ring of Fire, which is a volcanic mountain range. <laughs> there is also called there the Continental Divide. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that. It's located, actually, there's a tourist stop in Colorado. Colorado, yeah. It's called the Continental Divide. I've been there. I was there five years ago when we went past it on the road, and I went, hey, there's a sign that says there's the Continental Divide. And I actually didn't know exactly what it was. Uh But if you take a snowball and you stand at that one particular spot and you throw it to the west or you throw it to the east, the water that trickles from that snowball will go into either ocean from mm. that spot. Wow. And that happens to be the volcanic ring of fire. <laughs> if we have a Yellowstone Park blow-up, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they've been talking about this already. If you've noticed the news, the the floor of Yellowstone Park has risen 13 inches in the last three years. Ah. And because there's so much magma underneath Yellowstone Park, that if it would blow, it would cover the United States. Mm. Is this how the United States gets a third burned up by fire, forest fires as a result from lava flows? But notice where uh, where the Yellowstone Park sits, right on that continental divide. Is that now God's plan to take out a third of the world using natural forces such as a tremendous tremendous earthquake coupled with a, a vol- volcanic explosions. That was just my thought, people. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's a good thought. Uh, oh. The e- United States, uh, from my from my studies, um, I sadly enough don't see it. Um, and um, the reason why is because God has explained all the nations, even the ones in the book of Ezekiel 38 and 39, and uh Psalms eighty three and um also um believe it or not on Matthew's twenty four and the book of Revelations. Uh and then you can also lay out then on the statue in Daniel chapter two, you got you know, Babylon, Media, Persia, Greece, Rome, the uh revived Roman Empire. And um my question is why, unless Susan has it right, um why um, did the Antichrist have to take over? Uh, why did he have to sign? Why did he? Why? I mean, we have George Bush, and we have Bill. Well, actually, go backwards. We have Jimmy Carter, and then uh, um, Bill Clinton, and then we have George Bush Jr., and then we have uh, uh, President Obama trying to solve the Middle East peace deal. And to no avail, they cannot do it. So here you go, standing up the Antichrist who solves 
and signs a covenant with many for one half pad in one week. So um, the United States is not there. Um, and, and there's signs all over the place of why the United States is not uh, not 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 on the scene because um, if you take a look at some of our high school kids, you just stand around them at a basketball game or you just stand around at the mall somewhere, just watch them. These kids are not stupid, but very ignorant. Um, the generation that we and I understand the second Timothy, second Timothy three was not just explaining children, but children is a magnifying glass of how uh, the parents are, and the parents are just we're we're a wicked society, um, and, and the reason why I'm saying all of this is because the United States is not in Bible prophecy, and I see why. We we have we, and we have let a uh, changing the subject. We have let a fiat funny money system take over our uh, issue of currency. Um, so the almighty dollar will be collapsing pretty soon. So uh, unfortunately, I'm saying all of that. Um, I want to set the trend for uh, for the next the rest of the show. Um, we want to talk about some of the uh, groupings um we don't we only have about 45 minutes but we want to talk about the emerging church um we and we want to go i i want to just figure out um what these guys are about um and i want to start with uh Brenda and then don't be surprised if i shift gears on you um to to ask Christina a revelation question while we're talking about the emerging church. And, and don't be surprised if I switch gears on you and talk to Susan about TBN. doesn't make any sense. All, all of these things tie together, sisters. All these things tie together. Oh, they yeah. all, all tie together. They're headed on the same path. Everybody's headed towards that worship, that, that self-worship, that godhood. Because remember, uh, the Antichrist will raise himself above every god that is called yeah. God. And then if you read Matthew 24, it says, and many should come in my name saying, I am Christ. I used to look at this and say, well, they, yeah, there are antichrists there. Uh, you know, Rock Niche of Spokane when he's yeah. in you know, um, Seattle. Um, yeah. There's David Koresh. There's all these many, you know. But that really means millions. So somewhere or another along the, line, the way, the antichrist is not only going to if he's from Islam, he's not only going to be from Islam, but he's also going to incorporate new age philosophies of and many religions together making yeah. one religion and it all has to make sense it all has to jive so um for the remainder of the show let's talk about um what the heck i just said <laughs> <laughs> Let's, let's, so you want me to straighten that out, right? <laughs> yeah, straighten that out, because I just went wild. <laughs> Men go wild. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, the emergent church is very global. It's very ecumenical. It's very new age. Uh, I see actually a contrast between the emergent church, opposite contrast between the emergent church and Islam. I, I see actually the emerging church as part of uh, bringing in a global environment for the rise of um, the Antichrist. Mm -hmm. I, it, it's actually a, a Christian cult, I would say, of 
actually New Age, um, and it's a, it's it's a cult of Christianity. So it appears to be Christian when it is not. Uh, it it takes away a lot of the fundamentals of the church. And why do I, why is it contrast with Islam? Is because I think Islam will only put up with it as long as they're not in power. Once they're in power, they're going to crush it because they cannot unite with any other religion. So I, I can't see those two going together. And the way that jihad works is that that when they're not in power, they actually go, they try to gain power from, you know, a, a peaceful solution of yeah. getting into the top position. And once they're in that top position, and you saw this in Lebanon happen in the 70s, they crush everything underneath it and they overtake it. So you, so, so everybody in the emerging church and, you know, Jews and Christians will all die according mm-hmm. to Islam. So I see uh, the emerging church as part of a global uh, atmosphere, global Christian, supposedly Christian movement, I would call it a counterfeit Christian movement, it um, it does not believe that God is going to judge the earth in the second coming. Hmm. They believe that when uh, uh, what will happen in the end time is that it will be the end as we know it, not hmm. the end of the world, <laughs> not not the hmm. end of not God's judgment because God is God is love. He's not going to judge. He's not going to judge. Just like there's no hell. Just like Jesus. Jesus, who is the atoning sacrifice for our sin, is not in the emerging church. Because why would God the Father uh, punish his son and, and say, well, you know, you're supposed to love each other, but but yet yet I punished my son mm. in your place. Mm. It, it, they say that that's not what happened. Mm. They said that he, he actually, according to Brian McLaren, which I call the guru of the emerging church, says that... Uh, Jesus died on the cross because he spoke up against the Roman government, and and, and uh, he said, "We don't want to serve you. We want to have a peaceful reign of you know." Jesus came to peace and love, and I'm going to show you how to how to die uh, for speaking up against a government. It's hmm. for me blasphemous uh, because it takes away the total purpose of the cross. Uh, Rob Bell doesn't believe there's a hell. Neither does Brian McLaren. But a lot of the move, people in the movement do not believe. So what's the point of evangelism in the first place? Yeah. What's the point of judgment? What's the yeah. point of salvation? It takes it all away and that all religions are equal. And they call out and say, well, you know, the three major religions of the world, uh, Islam and Christianity and Jewish, Judaism, they all, you know, have believe in one God, and they all kind of, well, maybe not Jews, but especially Islam and, and Christianity, they agree on Jesus as a, you know, they honor him, so why don't we just all get together and have a peaceful solution in the world? So, this is a, uh, uh, one thing that they say, this is like yeast going through the churches. Yeah. Now, I, I, hear, I hear yeast, and I go, now, that's a bad thing in the Bible. Yeah. They know that. But they say it as a good thing, and and so and it's almost the same thing as like Islam is you know going to be six 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 you're going to have the number, and you have to take it as a good thing, so it's very uh very 
new age. You know, I, I agree that the, the shack is even more new age than than the emerging church, which is interesting. But uh, I just see it as a global gathering hey. of. Uh, hey, sorry for the interruption. Hey, Susan. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I can't control the chat room. They got some people in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know. It, I can't log yeah. in. I wonder what's wrong with that. I'm sorry, um, Brenda. Uh, somebody <laughs> just. Yeah, I yeah, see that we've got exactly, interesting comments going on yeah, there. Yeah, that's but exactly it's why. That's exactly why I don't have chat rooms. Um, <laughs> for, forgive me, sure. everybody, but this is the last day of a chat room for me, at least. I'll never have another chat room again. Thank you very much, people. You guys are. You guys, are you kidding me? Are you serious? Are I you guess serious? I can't see it, so I don't know what's going on. <laughs> okay, so well, that. I, I have to say, I'm whoever's glad in the chat room, everybody came just, anyway. Because uh, do me a favor, no, nothing against anybody else in the chat room, but everybody just exit out. Just say, just do me a favor, just exit out. Even the guests, I thank you guys for coming by. Okay, you guys are cool, but I'm talking about the people who are making. Okay, they left. Okay, well, we, we're going to continue on. But that's why I don't have chat rooms. I, I don't know if it's just when I was born, somebody just walked past my mom and said, you're going to have problems with chat rooms. I have no idea. But <laughs> I have problems with chat rooms. I've never – I I cannot tell you one successful – maybe one successful chat room. That's why I didn't bother the sisters, Brenda, Chris, with with the chat rooms. Susan is pretty I don't even know how to do it, Phil. Yeah, you might not want to learn after that one. Well, I wouldn't know how to get in one. That was <laughs> well, okay. Who's going to talk to y'all? Maybe, yeah. maybe they got a little, the seed of the word of God was sown in their hearts. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, wow. I get all kinds of comments on my on my YouTube. Uh, I, I take the ones off, you know, and with the ones that cuss me out. But even if they say something bad about me, whatever, I leave those up because. Uh, yeah. They can they can say as long as they're nice and they don't threaten me and cuss me out or whatever. But uh, yeah. hey, you know wow. how the good word goes: if you don't stir up something, you haven't done anything exactly. to exactly. stir it up. So, uh, so I always say, if I stir the pot and I'm good at stirring the pot, that means I'm doing my work. <laughs> I agree, and I think that you know there, there are quite a few people in the chat room tonight, and uh, I was actually glad to see that there there were some. Yeah. Uh, Activity yeah. there. So whoever you know was insulted or whatever, you know, uh, when before people come to know Jesus, uh, look at how we were. Yeah, yeah. And Amen. Uh, so I mean, I was no uh, example of Christian living. That's for <laughs> sure. So uh, I'm glad that for me it was good when someone shared the word of God with me. And, and I yeah. was angry about it at first, too. I thought they were Christians were a bunch of nuts. But uh, I'm glad that somebody took the time to sow the word of God in my heart. And it bore fruit. Wow. It really yeah. did. So who, yes, we just bless those people. And uh, yes, we hope that God will uh, get them and change their hearts. Amen. You know, the you thing is, we know Jesus is real. We know, and and it, it, I would love to go on some of these television shows where they're making fun of Christians and uh, and act, treating us like we're stupid. But the thing is, we've been born again, so we know what it is. You yeah. can't tell us any different because we know Jesus Christ. We know He changed our life. 
we know he gave us peace and joy that no man can give us. Yeah. So uh, it's a wonderful thing. We want to we want to let you people know, all you people that are listening, that Jesus Christ is real, and the Amen. things we're talking about tonight are are in His Word. His yeah. Word is true, and if you need a guidebook to life, we have the Bible. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're going to go ahead and uh, take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. we got 30 minutes left, and we, we're going to finish the show up. But it's been a wonderful um, show. I, I, I appreciate you all for coming on, and thank you, Susan, for this idea. Um, we will be right back, and we continue. You're entering the prophecy. Wrong one. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture, an American Warning Radio, with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. America's habit forming. This habit forming. Use the truth carefully. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's anamericanwarning.com. Blessing to be able to be on Blog Talk Radio 
and um, uh, I'm I'm pretty much ha- uh, blessed uh, to have these sisters on today. Um, continuing on, uh, we uh, at the Prophecy Zone will be uh, exp- expanding probably at a pace unknown. Um, I know these ladies are different on their views of when Jesus is coming back for his church, and I've explained to many people that I am pre, and I probably will always be pre, um, actually will always be pre. Uh, however, I don't look at anybody any differently. Now, there are people on Blog Talk Radio who think I'm the Antichrist because I'm pre-trib. Um <laughs> Uh, I believe that the rapture of the church will take place before any other thing. Now, uh, a lot of people in America seem to use this reasoning. They say, what makes you think? Just because you live in America, God is going to whisk the church out of here. Well, if you look in the Old Testament and you look in the New, you notice that God protects his obedient church. The Church of Philadelphia was obedient. He told the Church of Philadelphia, "I will keep you out of." I don't. A lot of people believe that I or whoever like myself go out and we read this, read other people's books, and we come up with this. I actually sit down and look, and I've used every objective. But to me, uh, it does. To me, this, this is my opinion. I love all my brothers and sisters, regardless of what the secondary issue. Is I, I believe that if you if you if you say that there's no death, burial, or resurrection, and you mess with the simplicity of Christ, then you're in trouble. But when you say when the resurrection is going to take place, not that it's not, but when it's going to take place, um, you're okay. But when you say it's not going to take place, then you, you're hurting. So with that being said, um, let uh, I want to go on to talk about. Uh, how do you see um, the whole end time scenario, nuts and bolts? How do you see it panning out? And I'm just going to ask the, uh, I'm just going to ask Chris and, and Brenda, and then I'm going to ask Susan another question. How do you see the real fast? Just like you know, news in like three minutes. You know how they have news in three minutes around the world. Well, give me, <laughs> what do you think? Just just synopsize. You know, the rapture is going to come, you know, people are going to do or, or the rapture happens later or the Antichrist rises and this is what happened. And then and three and a half years later, he asked somebody to take a mark. They don't take the mark, so he kills and slaughters. Just give me a real quick uh, view, your view on the whole scenario on how it's going to take place from now to the end when Jesus rides on that horse uh, with 10,000, 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment and to take everybody to heaven and ha- live happily ever after. Go ahead and tell me the scenario, starting with Chris. All right. First of all, I agree with you 100%. I believe um, any belief in the rapture, yes, I do believe one will occur. Absolutely. It's the gathering together to meet him in the air. That's called the rapture. And uh, But the belief of when it takes place is not a condition for salvation absolutely not so if you don't even believe in it at all god's not going to ask you when you get to heaven's door hey Mm. did you believe in the rapture (laughs) (laughs) you know before you get into heaven did you believe in it so i i know that's not a condition for salvation um i tend to be non-traditional i will place the the rapture pre-wrath i do believe the church will go through a portion 
or I would even say a great portion of the tribulation. Mm-hmm. Um, now, having said that, uh, Phil, you are an exception to this, but many times I have um, I have my book signings that I sit at, and, and people will ask me, Revelation, I don't need to read it because I'm going to be gone. Antichrist ain't going to happen to me. I don't need to look for that. And mm-hmm. that head-in-the-sand type of thinking, that becomes dangerous. Yeah. And I think if you're going to ignore the book of Revelation because you think you're going to be raptured, you know, this is where I feel the delusion will be for those who run into the Antichrist because they won't have a clue of what's coming. Yeah. And yeah. that's where I believe those believers are wrong in ignoring Revelation because they believe they're gone. Yeah. I always say, if I if the rapture occurs before the tribulation period, you guys, I'm going to wave to you at the in the air with you. I'm <laughs> out of here with you. And you know, I would be a blessing to go. However, if we go through it, there is some people that need to pay attention that you've got to keep your faith strong. Are you strong enough to either take the mark or and get your head cut off mm-hmm. or see your fingers get chopped off one at a time until you take the mark? Are you, is, are you strong enough in your walk with God to meet that criteria should it come? I think that's your basic question. Amen. Amen. Uh so actually, I'm kind of glad you didn't answer answer my actual question because you actually didn't answer. But I'm kind of glad you didn't because I'm gonna bring Susan in. Uh, go ahead, Susan, and address what uh, uh, Christina just said. But um, let's uh, uh, just talk about. Uh, go ahead, just address what she just said. Well, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what she said because uh, we do have that problem in the church where. We they, uh people have deceived themselves so much to believe that oh we can't have any catastrophes happening and we're protected and we we can pray away weather we can just make our faith confessions and you know God favors this nation because it was founded this is a Christian nation and it was founded as a Christian nation so God is going to protect us well. That's how deceived the church has become because, first of all, I want to know what Christian nation, and I say this to people that when they tell me that they believe that America was a Christian nation founded by all Christians when Thomas Jefferson wrote his own Bible. He actually wrote his own Bible. He wasn't a Christian. George Washington was a Mason. Mm-hmm. He was a famous Mason. And what Christians... uh Please tell me what Christians come into a, a country and they kill the natives and they take over a country. Now, uh, is that Christianity? That, that's some kind of funny Christianity to me. That, that is really weird. And uh, then they take people and, they, and, and, in the, and in the Christian nation that the people today want you to believe that it was a Christian nation, they actually took had slaves, they took people from another country, and they brought them here and made slaves out of them. Is that a Christian nation? That's how deceived people are. So the book of Revelation, who wants to believe that there's going to be all these catastrophes on the earth and that the Antichrist is coming? Because it, it's easy for people to think, well, we're, we're not going to be here. And uh, we've already seen what can happen. 
We see we we see what's happened in Japan, and it happened in a day. There was an earthquake, there was a tsunami, and then there could have been a nuclear catastrophe at, uh, uh, as well, which God in His mercy seems to have prevented. Uh, even in our country, we have what I came to find out. Uh, what I come to found out last week was that one of our nuclear power plants in New York State actually sits right on a fault of an er- for an earthquake, right on the fault line. Hmm. And so anything can happen. And my, my advice to Christians is be ready for anything yeah. because we don't know uh, what we're going to have to go through. Whoever thought we were going to have a 9-11? Yeah. So yes, indeed. be ready. Be ready for anything. Be ready to take your stand for Jesus. Stay yes. strong. Read your Bible. Know what the Word of God says. Be instant in season, out of season. We just have to be ready. Yes, indeed. And that is the main take because uh, a lot of people who are uh, reading Left Behind series and things like that uh, are yeah. still caught up with uh, the mangle of the uh the way the Bible explains the last days that uh, people will um, fall away for apostasy. Falling away for apostasy does not necessarily mean uh, you believe that, uh, you know, all religion, you know, know, one way to heaven. There's many ways to heaven. But uh, apostasy can mean you're falling away from the the simple uh, Christianity uh, and going towards another uh, Christianity, which are very similar, so you don't have to fall away and make uh, into a uh, way off religion. You just fall away to a similar gospel that sounds, looks like a duck, talks like a duck, walks like a duck, looks like Christianity, talks like Christianity, moves like Christianity, but it's not Christianity because yeah. of one error. And um, let's go to Brenda, and um, let's talk about uh, the, the 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 gospel itself, and how simple it is to veer off course. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure she has, <laughs> in all three, y'all have uh, an explanation of why uh, the gospel is being changed. Uh, but the danger is to veer off just a little, because you can be in the Pacific Ocean headed towards China, you know, Japan actually, or uh, you know, help out. And if your if your radar if your if your compass is a little bit off, you can end up way off. So, uh, let, let, can you elaborate on what I just said, um, Brenda? Possibly, if I know what you're actually. Uh, Looking for me to, to say. Well, I liberate uh, on because because w- w- you study uh, many things and everybody uh, everybody knows that uh, uh, the emerging church or or if you talk about purpose driven or you talk about Islamic faith, those are uh, pretty much uh, the Islamic faith uh, is pretty much way off. The emerging church is somewhat you know closer to Christianity. Uh, today it seems like people are, a lot of the churches are veering off. Um, how do you 
uh, how did some of these movements? Let me ask you this: How did some of these movements begin? Um, did they did they begin with a with a big lie, uh, and then they just get bigger, or they begin with a smaller lie, and then they get bigger? Um, well, deception is is defined that in such a way that it actually appears to be true when it really isn't. Um, one thing that I um, saw in I'm just going to simplify it a little bit. In in Rob Rob Bell's book, The Velvet Elvis, uh, you will have one chapter that is like, "Ooh, cool! This is a great insight." And then you'll have another chapter that is totally in error. It is totally almost blasphemous. Also, what I was seeing is in one paragraph, part of that, part of the third, maybe the first two sentences were total truth, and the next two were total lies. This is this is where it starts. And if you do not know your Bible, if you do not know what is written in there, you are going to, you know, it, it's easily to be deceived. And it doesn't Boom. take much. <laughs> yeah, that's it what really I want. It doesn't take much, but if, if you don't even know the fundamentals of your faith, because one of yeah. the things that the <clears throat> emergent church is focusing on is Jesus only. The Gospels are something that they're focusing on, and not all four Gospels, three of the Gospels. They don't like the Gospel of John, and they do not like Paul, because Paul does not agree with what they are actually promoting. So they're only focusing on the first three Gospels. Now, if you only read the first three Gospels and you interpreted it according to what they're saying, then you would say, well, that sounds kind of cool. This is a really good insight. But if you don't know the whole of Scripture, if you don't know what was in Paul, or if you don't know what is in John, or lo and behold, even the Old Testament, but I'm, I'm thinking the simple thing of the New Testament, if you just read the New Testament, you would see that, wait a minute, it's not just this particular section of the Bible that we're supposed to focus on. And so it's the whole Word of God, the whole counsel of God, and and uh, it starts, you know, we all know that, that sin starts with compromise. So does, it, so does it happen with deception, the compromise of listening to people instead of reading for yourself, instead of being a yeah. Berean. Yeah, yeah. So so uh, I'm going to ask you again, uh, I'm going to ask Susan, how do you be ready? How are you to be ready regardless if there's a pre mid or post rapture how are you to be ready uh, what we just got through what um, Sister Brenda just got through saying well you better know the word of God Amen. because there's so many voices out there I like what she said where you see what they do what these false prophets and false teachers do is they take a little bit of truth and then they and then they give you uh, some truth and then they lie yeah, and they give you some truth, and then they lie. Yeah, so, and, then, and then and then the Bible tells you in the Book of Jude, it tells you they lie. I mean, just I mean, but they they kind of go in stealth, like those stealth fighters, just whatever the list. <laughs> yeah. They kind of go in stealth. They don't. They're not. They're under the radar. Go ahead. Yeah, because you could see that. But I, but I, I'm so grateful for the internet and Blog Talk Radio and Amen. YouTube and the different ministries because we see that there's voices out there 
crying in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. And God's given us this opportunity where we may not get invitations to go into churches. We may not get invitations to go on so-called Christian television and talk about what we talked about tonight. But yet God is going to have his people out there raising the alarm, the the watchmen on the wall, and... uh, encouraging people to read the word of god for themselves we're not out to uh, make our make a reputation for ourselves or to take seed faith offerings or or tithing or any of that we're just doing it because we love god we love god's people we love people and we want people to know the truth so that they're not deceived how easy Mm -hmm. it is to be deceived that when when one night I was actually watching one of these so-called Christian television networks and and, and all of a sudden I see a lady with a mini skirt on and a low cut blouse and she's talking <laughs> about flipping off her husband and she's the pastor's wife and I'm in shock. <laughs> I'm like, what is going on? What is going on? What is this? What has wow. happened? And yet people think it's normal. They just think, wow, you know, there was actually you know, hundreds of people in this congregation. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. But it's it's thank God for people like Christine and Brenda and you, Phil, and the other uh, people that are out there working for God, doing something for the Lord because we love God. Amen. More than anything, we love him with all our heart and we want to serve him. So, yeah. We want. We're sounding the alarm. We're sounding yeah. the alarm. Yeah, and uh, that is the most important thing. Um, the Book of Revelations is um, uh, to be read with a promise, uh, and that, and that's the most. Imp- uh, that's a great thing. The whole Word of God, the whole Council of God, is is important in these last days, and yeah, we need to be prepared uh, for uh, death. Uh, yeah. Your rapture might come tomorrow. Uh, my Mariah rapture might come tomorrow. Uh, my death, you know, who knows? But uh, God forbid, because that's you know, I'm like Paul. You know, I got you know uh, beneficial for someone else that I stay here. But nonetheless, but uh, we need to be prepared, like somebody said in the chat room. Uh, and I, I do believe uh, buying some powder. For your gun, I mean, people probably say that's a little bit auto. I do believe in investing your money. Uh, I do believe in having, you know, some savings. So if somebody, you know, passed away on the other side of the country, you can go home. Um, you know, you can go, you can go and visit to the funeral. Um, I do believe in a rainy day, but uh, I believe that the physical uh is uh important and the spiritual is important. The spiritual is the number one thing because wherever you wherever you sow your treasure that's where your you know, that wherever you sow your heart, that's where your treasures are. Uh, God wants to save uh man, he wished that none should perish but come to the truth. Uh these sisters are uh uh doing God's will and um I am so happy to have them part of the network. We are, uh, uh, I just see it, regardless of how things pan out, I believe in my heart that this ministry will be there to let you guys know, let you gals know what's going on. Uh, The the, the show is going to take a twist 
you know, on my part, just my part alone, it's going to take a, you know, you're going to be pretty impressed. Uh, you probably going to, you know what I'm saying, God hits hits and talents that you actually have. Because a lot of times I come on the show and I just talk. I mean, I would just say stuff and, and it's, and it's not kind of like tonight. I would struggle with what I wanted to say, but I, I'm like a bomb. I'm ready to explode. And I just don't know how to say it, but I know how to say it. It's kind of weird. But uh, I thank y'all for coming on today. I am blessed to have y'all on today. And, um, man, we need to do this again yeah. uh, oh, in a couple months. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, yeah. ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And, and, and our... Our plan is to have to to be able to talk to a lot of you know a lot more people, um, but if 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 things happen un- unexpectedly, we will be here to let people know what's going on, uh, and uh, the search engines will probably pop up. I mean, because it, uh, people are going to want to know; they're going to want alternatives. From their regular news, uh, and, yeah. and if you if you really look at look at what's going on, a lot of these events like Japan earthquake and Libya war and Egypt, they let you know that these stations like CNN, Fox, MSNBC really don't have anything to talk about. No, I mean for real, for real, because I understand. I I'm not saying that these things aren't important, but. After six days of the earthquake, take a break and then elaborate on what new what, what's been going on in America, and then come back to the earthquake. A lot of times they got to talk. They're still talking about, um, you know, <laughs> these actors and and Charlie Sheen, and they should be talking about what's going on in the world. I mean, is America dead? I mean, is there anything going on in America? I mean, for real. Besides the NCAA tournament, which I am watching. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, for real, is there anything else going on in America? I mean, say we should know about. I guess <laughs> not. So uh, I'm gonna still tune in to. I, I, I'm praying for Japan. I mean, I just think that's real. I mean, wow, that's incredible. That 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 incident is incredible. It is as if we were seeing into a glass, halfly dim, to let us know what's going to happen in the future for for the whole world. Yeah. And they I mean, were that the was... most prepared country to handle this. Yeah. Can you see yeah. God's chess move here going, checkmate, Japan, I just sent you a tidal wave. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Something that you were prepared for this earthquake, you were the most prepared of all the countries in the world. Uh, you know, and, and actually they did withstand the earthquake rather well. Yeah. It's the tsunami that tsunami. took them out that ended up doing this nuclear disaster that's still unfolding as we speak. Yeah. And I believe God just put a little checkmate and said, you know what, I still can ruin you. Do not yeah. think you're the Titanic because I can still sink you. Oh, we do think we're the Titanic. Just go talk to one of these kids, like I said earlier. Just go talk to some of the military soldiers. I mean, I, I will witness some of, to some of the military soldiers. It ain't no way in the world, the United States. No, no. Man, you must be crazy. What are you smoking? I mean, for real, this is their approach. I would go down, to, like in Hawaii, when I used to go down and witness the people. America? Are you kidding me? We're the, the strongest nation on earth. I got, almost got in a fight over there in uh, Qatar when we were just sitting around. That's when I you know, kind of like was all backslidden. But uh, I was just telling them how the United States can fall. 
and these guys wanted to hang me up on a. If we went in the military, they probably would have hung me up on a on a on a, on a fence and let me just sit there and rot. <laughs> but but it, it's it's imperative that we do not uh, get arrogant uh, to a point where because it's going to be much more painful for the United States if if we fall than it will be for you know, another nation uh who know not God to fall because we remember we're supposed to be a Christian nation, right? Everybody agree with me? No, it's joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. There's a lot of Christians here but Yeah, there's a lot of Christians here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I mean I'm waiting. I'm waiting. It's like a brother was saying tonight on Facebook, uh, Kevin Oliver was saying he was driving around Atlanta and mm-hmm. he and he went through a section where he never saw so much homelessness. He yeah. was surprised at what he saw. I mean, it it really it, it really touched his heart, you know. And these are the things that are going on, and the church is sleeping. I mean, there's there's enough there's enough churches there in Atlanta, enough billions of dollars worth of tithe money and offering money and whatever coming in over there, and yet they they can't see what's happening around them. That yeah. uh, things are falling apart. Uh, yeah. I mean, Phil, you said before something about uh, you know the, the economy can collapse, but they can just print more money. I mean, that's all they do anyway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Until they're ready for it to. Yeah, totally. until they're ready for it, they can just print as much money as they want. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you all for coming on. I am I'm uh, pretty much pleased with tonight, um, and uh, we probably get back and do this again in a couple months. Uh, Maybe even sooner, depends on what's happening on the globe. But um, thank y'all very much. Um, uh, it's been a wonderful night. Any last words? And thank where you we again can... for the opportunity. Yes, ma'am. Where we can get in contact with all y'all if, we, if somebody want to uh, keep up with you guys. Who do you want to start with, Phil? Uh, start start with Susan. If you all want to uh, check out my program on Blog Talk Radio, Prophetic News. So you can go to Blog Talk Radio and, and put in Prophetic News. We also have a website, propheticnews.com, and we have a YouTube channel, uh, Jonah, T for Tom, 48. Uh, so that's how you can contact my ministry there. Amen. 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 Well, you can catch me a couple different places. First of all, my website is www.explainthis.us. Um I've also got an email, explain this at att.net. Or go ahead and Facebook me under, um, you can go Christine Wyke. I know you said Wick, but that's okay. It's no, Wyke. sorry about this. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Um, otherwise, I am one of Phil's Facebook friends, so just look for me there. I've, uh, I got. I don't put a picture of myself on there. I haven't done that yet, but the picture of my book is there. It's bright orange. You can't miss it. Otherwise, I'm sure if you and her famous film. perennial gardens, which I would yes. love to see. <laughs> I love to do. I love to garden, yeah. and uh, I got a. I got too many hobbies. That's my problem. And you do. But uh, I'm a busy girl. But you are. <laughs> Amen. And Brenda. Well, I am still working on my website, so I don't have one quite as yet. But I, I do have on Facebook um, false teachings, identifying them. You can. Um, uh, contact me on that. You also can, I uh, do have a personal Facebook site. It might be easier to go through Phil, who I'm friends with, than to try to find me because my last name is 
<clears throat> excuse me, quite common. Also, my email address is uh, Brenda Johnson. Well, it's Grace to many at mchsi dot com, and you can ask me any questions there. Contact me that way. Amen, amen. Thank y'all for coming on. Also, check us out. Our new website is coming pretty soon. Uh, that's at uh, www.prophecyzoneradionews.com. So check us out. Uh, you can go there and visit the front page, but that's about it. That's all you're going to see. But coming soon. But thank y'all, ladies, very much. I'm probably going to have each of y'all on my show in the near future. Um, and don't be surprised y'all be on the same show just at different times. But God bless y'all. Thank you <laughs> Thank so much. You. Wonderful program. Thank y'all you. have a wonderful Thank day. You. God bless. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Thank y'all uh, for tuning in to the Prophecy Zone. Uh, make sure y'all tune in next week and uh, to be on the show as a, a guest. But God bless y'all. Have a wonderful day. God bless.